All right, everybody, welcome back to the Heath Barn. Hope everybody is having a lovely evening, a lovely Thursday evening. Um, very glad to be back. Um, I was a little bit puny a few days ago, so we put out an encore episode. Please go back and listen. It's one of my favorite episodes I've ever done on here uh, with my son and I. Great episode. Um, but feeling much better. Took a little, uh, took a little right cross there to the immune system. Little ear, nose, throat, chest, coughing and hacking, blah, blah, blah. No big deal. Could always be worse. But just uh, didn't feel comfortable speaking. Because there was, again, a lot of coughing, things like that. All that fun stuff. So, back now. Feeling a lot better. I'm um, just going to get right into what this episode is about. And I will explain everything. Hopefully, in a way that you, everybody will understand. I am... Looking here at my computer, I have the top 10 hits, songs, hits, whatever, from 30 years ago, from 1993. I have the top 10 box office movies, highest grossing movies from 1993, I should say. And I have the top 10 highest rated television shows from 1993. Why do you have those, you may ask? Well... Tonight, this is a two-parter. Tonight's part one. Tonight, I'm going to go through and I'm going to list the top 10 songs, top 10 movies, top 10 TV shows from 1993. And part two, my wife is going to come in. I am not going to let her Google anything, whatever. I've already told her. Don't be doing that. She's going to come in. She's going to see how many she can get right out of these three categories. And I'm going to put an over-under on each one as far as how many I think she'll get right. An over-under for you non-gamblers is, hypothetically, let's say I put the over-under at three and a half. Well, if my wife gets four or more, she wins. If she gets three or less, I win. That's how that works. So I'm going to go through. I'm Vegas. I am the bookie. I'm whatever you want to call it. I am going to set the over-unders. I'm going to go through these, see how many I think she'll get right. I'll set the over-unders. The next episode, we will reveal the over-unders. And there will be a wager involved. So out of this whole deal, if I win... I win a wager to be determined that we will say on part two, my wife and I. Maybe I do laundry for a month. Whatever, boosh. There's no end. But a day? Hell, I don't know. Whatever. Something like that. There will be a bet. If I lose, I'll do this. If she loses, she has to do this. Okay? So, now, the reason I picked 1993 is because it's just, a, first of all, it's 30 years ago. It's when she and I were like, just get into her, whatever, early teenage years, whatever. So I thought it'd be a good year for her to have a chance to name some of these. But what I was thinking was, it's Thursday night. I'm looking at the TV. There's a football game. I have fantasy implications. Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. Alexander Madison is my running back. Alexander Madison is has done jack shit so far, except fumbled. 
Hurts uh, threw a pick, but he did get a rushing touchdown, so whatever. But either way, not great so far. But what I was thinking is Thursday night football, do a little football theme. You know, we try. I try. I like sports. I like pop culture. I'm like, hey, how, let's combine some shit here. So Thursday nights, two NFL teams play. We will, if this works out, everything here with this whole uh, category thing. We're going to take one of the teams, maybe flip a coin, whatever. Heads, Eagle, tonight, it's tonight's Eagles and Vikings. Next Thursday, it's Giants 49ers. Okay, so we flip a coin. Heads 49ers, tails Giants. Let's say it lands heads, 49ers. Well, then we go back to the last year they won a Super Bowl. And we do these three categories from that year. And I have a guest on. And they have to see how many they can get right. Again, I'm Vegas. I set the over-unders on this. So so let's say we get the 49ers next week. Well, the last year they won a Super Bowl was blah, blah, blah. So we do the top 10 songs from that year, the top 10 movies, and the top 10 TV shows from that year. I set the over-under. Somebody comes in. They guess it. We have a bet on the line. And we go from there. Thought it'd be kind of fun. Hopefully that makes sense. But for tonight, I'm going to, so oh, like every time we do this, it'll be a two-parter. The first part, I go through the top 10 of all three categories. The second part, the guest comes in and they see how many they get right. And we have fun, laughs plenty, yada, yada, yada. A lot of fun, in my opinion. So without further ado, hope that all makes sense. Without further ado, I'm going to start to name... The top 10 songs from 1993. I'm going to have to keep an eye out on these mofos, though, when they, if the guests that are coming in. No listening, no Googling, all that kind of stuff. It's got to be all be above board. I don't want anything shady going on. So, I'll stay on top of that. But, here we go. So, number 10 from 1993. It is... And Palmer, you know, I like your boom boom down. It is Snow. Informer by Snow. Let's just get this out there. Snow had a top 10 song of an entire year. Snow, Informer. I thought that was actually. A little bit earlier 90s, but I I thought it was maybe 91-ish, but nope. 1993, the number 10 song was Informer by Snow. Again, while I'm, okay, I'm just now looking through these, so I will be, in my mind, I'm thinking like what the over-under is going to be for my wife. And it's going to be low, but okay, so. Now on to number nine. All I want to do is zoom, 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 and you boom, boom. Just shake your rump. It is Rex and Effect Rump Shaker. Number nine on the whole year, man. I don't know if that just shows how shitty the music was back then or, or what. But man, when you got Informer by Snow and Rump Shaker by Rex and Effect in the top ten. For the whole, like, not not like a week, for the year. That's insane. Okay. 
And I'm looking at this list, and oh, yeah, it, it gets, yeah, okay. Number eight, you've got Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. Now, Mariah Carey is not Snow or Rex in Effect. She had about eight million hits and a shit ton of number ones, and she, uh, you know, she's a Hall of, she's a Hall of Famer. So she, she's, uh, yes. Now, I wouldn't have guessed that song necessarily, um, but yeah. If I if I let my wife pick, like, okay, I'll do do an over under on if she can get the artist, and then do an over under on if she can get the the song, the the artist she might she might be able to get Mariah Carey because she had a ton of hits back then. So, number eight, Dream Lover, Mariah Carey. Number seven, by the way, uh, I'm I just saw Alexander Madison like uh, walk off the field with like his shoulder like sagging like he's hurt. So, super duper. Gotta love fantasy football. Okay, number seven. If I ever fall in love by Shy, holy balls, she'll never get that. That I cannot believe it was that popular. And by the way, I didn't know if you guys. I don't know if you know this or not, but you spell Shy, S H A I. But if I ever fall in love by Shy, I, I mean, I can hear it right now in my head. But my gosh, I would never thought it made it to number seven. Like. You know, like on Casey Kasem, let alone for the year. So, anywho, on to number six. Number six, Week by SWV, Sisters with Voices. I get so weak in the knees, I can hardly speak. I lose all control and something, 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 something. So, they, yeah, all all of these songs, that's crazy. Like, these, these have not been, except for Mariah Carey. Think about this. 30 years ago today, top 10 songs of the whole year. Uh, four out of the, uh, let's see. You got Snow, Rex and Effect, Shy, and SWV. And number five doesn't get any better. I don't even know if I know that. F- Holy. Okay, so six. Week by SWV. Five, Freak Me by Silk. Let me repeat that. Freak Me by Silk. Good Lord. I promise this is the right list. Holy shnikey. I promise it is. I looked on two different things. I got on the Billboard one, and a bunch of ads kept popping up, and it was blocking all my shit, so then I put it on Wikipedia. No, now I'm on uh, Music Outfitters. Yeah, but Wikipedia was the same thing. They've all had the exact same list. Billboard. All of it. It's the same. So these songs are legit. The most popular ones of the whole year of 1993. Yipes. Freak Me by Silk is number five. Number four. I remember this one. Uh, Janet Jackson in the early 90s. Muy bueno. That's the way love goes by Janet Jackson. Awesome. Janet, Janet in the early '90s was uh, was was outstanding. I think that's the one where that dude. Uh, I can picture some dude with uh, really big dreads and her like spooning and shit. I don't know. I'm thinking all these videos of Janet Jackson in the early '90s. But yeah. Um, anyways, she had a good run, great run, unbelievable run. My wife might be able to name her as an artist in 93 that her and Mariah Carey. I mean, I can see her maybe naming them, but 
but I don't see her name in Silk and Shy. So, number three, the kings of cover hits. A little hairy there. The kings of cover hits. I can't help falling in love with you by UB40. UB40. Yeah, we get it. Think of your own shit. But I can't help falling in love with you by UB40 is number three for the whole year of 1993. So, there's that. Now, number two. We are going, I thought these guys were a little bit earlier, 1991, something like that, but uh, everybody knows this song. Tag Team's back again. Whoop, there it is. And uh, those guys uh, had a little bit of a run there a few years ago with a Geico commercial, if I remember right, uh, with, uh, except Scoop, there it is. Puns plenty. Boom. Chocolata, chocolata, chocolata. Get it? So, they had the number two song of the year in 1993. Tag team. Whoop, there it is. They still play that, though. You know, you got a little Jock Jams action. Get some Jock Jams going. I promise. I'm looking at... <laughs> I was even starting to doubt this list, so I scrolled up, and I'm like... And it, it says, top 100 hits of 1993... And I just went to the top 10 billboard year in hot 100 chart for 1993. So this is billboard. So I'm, I'm just making sure that I'm not effing something up because my gosh. Okay. Just a horrible, horrible year. I mean, if you grew up in the nineties, you got screwed with, with music and I'm, I'm one of them. I mean, this shit, uh, goodness gracious. That's why my wife and I did some one hit wonders from the nineties. Like a few of those episodes, because man, for people that grew up in that, Yipes. Okay. Number one. And uh, another cover hit from the great Whitney Houston. I will always love you. Movie Bodyguard, which Rotten Tomatoes is not kind to. Deservedly so. But I shouldn't even say that. I've never even seen it all the way through because why, why would I? But Whitney Houston, I will always love you is the number one song of 1993. So. Going through this whole list, you've got a bunch of one and doneers, but then you got three of the biggest female singing stars, not just of that era, but of all time. You got Mariah, Whitney, and Janet. So my wife might be able to get some of them. We shall see. By the way, number 11 on here, OLI looking in. Ain't nothing but a G thing. Bye, bye. Dr. Dre, nothing but G things, number 11. Amazing. And the thing is, you're looking at... Good Lord. This cannot be right. Holy cow. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You got... You got... Little boys to men there. Then you got Don't Walk Away by Jade. Knock Into Boots by H-Town. Lately by Jodeci. Daisy Dukes by Deuce... Show Me Love by Robin S. A Whole New World by Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell. If by Janet Jackson. Amazing video. But, sorry, I'm scrolling down. It's just, 93 is just a horrible, just, whoo. Just not, not good. Okay. Let's move it on to the top rated TV shows of 1993. 
and I will think about how many I think she'll get as we're going through this. Uh, let's do a little shout out to OLIs here right off the bat. Number 11, Outside Looking In, Murder, She Wrote. Do, 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 do. Little Angela lands Bizzle. Um, amazing. A lot of, lot of crime in that uh, small little town there. Off the Cape or wherever the hell it is. I can't remember, but uh, she kept busy. Murder, She Wrote. Good show. Everybody loves a whodunit. So, outside looking in. The reason I mentioned that is because number 10, as I'm looking, I got nothing on. Uh, possibly, okay, I could be wrong because, again, I was like, uh, whatever, fre- fre- freshman in high school, something like that. But number 10 is CBS Sunday Movie. So, I could be way off with this, but like Lonesome Dove, is that kind of stuff? Because that was amazing. And is, is, are those kind of things, what were the CBS Sunday movies were, like little mini like mini series and stuff like that? I don't know. I could be wrong. But either way, the CBS Sunday movie was a thing 30 years ago, and it was the number 10 uh, most pop- highest rated primetime television series of the season. So, old people. Just kidding. Okay, so let's go move on to number nine. Number nine, Murphy Brown. Very good, very good. You've got uh, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar, Murphy Brown. She is on television. You got, uh, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm thinking. I can name some characters from this. You got Miles. It's a television station, news station. You got Miles. Can't think of his last name. Uh, but he is a young kind of hotshot, uh, in charge of everything. Murphy doesn't like him. You got Frank Fontana. Who's the wild and crazy guy. Fun, fun, fun guy. Probably to sports sports. I think you got Jim, the buttoned up old guy, Murphy, like, and you got Corky Sherwood, who is the ditzy blonde. Uh, that's all I can think of right now. I know like they always go eat at that restaurant and the the older kind of heavy set fella owns it i can't think of the name of it but i'm doing pretty good really for off the, just off the top of my head here but uh anyways it was very popular and it was the number nine show in 1993 number eight shows how far football has come over the last 30 years because it is not number eight in anything no mo it is numero uno on everything for ratings but monday night football was number eight in 1993 not going to guess and get wrong who was in the booth back then. There was a lot of guys. Dan Fouts was there at some point. Dan Deerdorf and Frank Gifford and Al Michaels. Lots of guys. But I don't know exactly. I'm looking at the TV right now and my boy Jalen Hurts just threw a big-ass touchdown. That's juicy. Okay. Good deal. Okay. Um, but Monday Night Football was number eight back then. Number seven. Oh, baby, I hear the birds are calling, tossing and scrambled eggs. They're coming again, calling again, whatever, I don't know. Frazier, I loved him on Cheers. Didn't like him as much on Frazier, but Frazier was still a really good show. I I, I watched it. I, I stuck with it for a while. I think it was one of those that was really good at first and kind of petered out towards the end. You got, uh, you bring in your neurotic uh, brother that's kind of like you, Niles. Wonderful character. Cranky dad, who you guys, neither one of you have anything in common with. Very, very good formula there. You bring in, and he's kind of, and he got, he's a cop, 
got shot. He's got a cane. So he needs uh, a ner- uh, whatever nurse at home care. So Daphne gets into the mix. Niles is obsessed with her. Will they or won't they? So many formulas for a winning television show. Then you got Roz, the feisty uh, radio producer, whatever. And I was always, and then you got Frazier, who's just got women in and out, just banging, just, just bang, 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 just, you know, trying to figure out his deal. Him and Roz hooked up once. I do remember that. And I always kind of was hoping they'd end up together, but they didn't, they didn't do that, which doesn't surprise me. But either way, good show, good stuff. On to number six. Number six. Oh, this is a good one, too. The Minnesota State Golden Eagles, I believe. Got Hayden Fry. Hayden Fox. One of those two guys is a real former coach. The other one is the name of this character, Craig T. Nelson. Anyway, it's coach. You got Dauber. Dauber. It's about six, five. Blonde hair, kind of. Oh, uh, I don't know, Coach. I haven't, I've never tried that voice before, but I think it sounds kind of like that. You got Jerry Van Dyke, who's just a fumbling, bumbling, amazing character. Luther. You got Christine, who is the, I believe, sports anchor for in Minneapolis or one of the Minnesota somewhere. And those two got to like, if I remember right, they got to like hook up on the down low, and then they finally make it public, and I think they end up getting married and stuff. But either way. Great show. Coach was a great show. That was number six. Number five, I am not as familiar with, although I do know what it is. Grace Under Fire, I believe that's the one with Brett Butler. She, uh, I don't know, I remember seeing some, again, I'm not judging, and this was a long time ago, but I think they, people said she went off the rails and she doesn't act anymore. But you know what, though? The way actors are, that might make her like normal, like most people, to stop doing it and just be a normal person. But, uh, I do remember that show. I just never got into it at all. I never really thought she was that funny, but a lot of people did, obviously, because it was a number five show 30 years ago. Number four. Roseanne. Amazing show. I felt like season one, they were kind of getting their footing, wasn't great. Season two, early on, wasn't. Kind of like that. And then it kind of got going season two. Then season like three, four, five were just all just money. And season six was good, but started to get a little squirrely. And then they went off the rails after that. But uh, it's a great show. My wife's, it's like my wife's favorite show probably. And uh, you go back, you can go back and watch those episodes in those three, in my opinion, those three like seasons or so that they're, you can just watch them over and over. They're amazing. It's a very relatable show. You got DJ, who's always into shit. You got Darlene, smartass. You got Becky's, who's, you know, a rebellious teen. It's, it's just a great formula, and it's about normal people. Just uh, trying to make ends meet, which is the way about, well, I'm not going to give a put a number on it, but uh, lots and lots and lots and lots of people are like that. So uh, I thought it was a great show, and she's great. She's hilarious. Um I uh, think that um, she is, uh, I don't know, she came back for this little second go-around, all that other stuff happened, not going to get into all that, but the first go-around of Roseanne is very, very good. In that in that middle, that middle part of the seasons. Now, speaking of another show, okay, my wife's favorite show, I think, is Roseanne. 
Roseanne is a show that you can watch the the good seasons, the reruns over and over and over. And that and that leads me to number three. I don't want to be a pirate. I don't know. There's so many lines I could say, but Seinfeld was number three 30 years ago. Uh, and I feel like that's even really before it hit its stride. It was really starting to get popular right around then. Uh, I feel like the last like three seasons are probably the best three seasons, but I, I like like five, six, anything, anytime you get like into season, I thought it was really not that great. The first two couple seasons. And luckily, luckily they let it stay on and it just got to where it's, you know, possibly the most popular show of all time. Possibly my favorite show of all time. Still like have it on daily. You gotta, you know, gotta have something on to fall asleep to. It's more often than not. It's Seinfeld. Um, amazing, amazing show. And number three, 30 years ago. Number two, ha, 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 ha. Never really got into this one. I mean, I watched it, but not like uh, obsessively or super consistently, but Home Improvement is number two. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, You know, you got the neighbor who never shows his whole face. You got the hot person, the hot, you had Pamela, then you had, uh, oh shit, what's her name? I can't remember her name. I feel like it was Heidi. I could be completely wrong, but um. You know, you got Al, who's selling uh, hoses on uh, infomercials now. Good for him. Hustling. It's real. I'm sure he made out just fine by being on Home Improvement. But uh, very good show. Good family show. Uh, No way in hell it's better than Seinfeld, or in my opinion. But safe. Nice, safe, comfy show to watch, I think, back then. So uh, it was number two, which is crazy. But it was that popular back then. Now, number one, it's going to be a huge uh, disappointment because it's not really a show. It's not like a sitcom or anything. <coughs> Excuse me. Number one is 60 Minutes. So, got Mike Wallace and all them hold it down. Number one back then, 30 years ago, 60 Minutes. So, again, no way she'll get that. But uh, unless she's thinking outside the box. But, uh, any hoosers, again, top 10 of top-rated TV shows 30 years ago. 10, CBS Sunday Night Movie. 9, Murphy Brown. 8, Monday Night Football. 7, Frasier. 6, Coach. 5, Grace Under Fire. 4, Roseanne. 3, Seinfeld. 2, Home Improvement. 1, 60 Minutes. So I, there's another one. I'm going to go through after this is over, and I'm going to put an over-under on how many I think she'll get right. Last but not least, top 10 movies of 1993. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. A few good men. Number 10. Great movie. Great, great movie. Um, some of these are great. Some of them are not. But back then it was pre rotten maters. Actually though, I'm looking at them. Most of them are pretty damn good. So yeah, this was okay for as shitty as the music was in '93. Uh, a lot of these movies are are really good, really really good. So we'll see how many she can get. Number ten, A Few Good Men, Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson. Great great movie. Uh, great uh, Demi Moore. Great cast. Great great cast. Uh, number nine. This one is probably I. If I'm just guessing, I could be wrong. 
I bet if I go through all these and look up Rotten Maters, I bet this is the worst one. Cliffhanger. A little slice to loan action. It's a cliffhanger. He's and 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 they meant it literally. Literally hanging off a cliff. Uh this is when Stallone was just cranking them out. Didn't care if they were worth a shit or not. Just paying. He's just getting paid. Just getting paid. Um, but yes, I remember watching that. I feel like I could be wrong. It was John Lithgow, the bad guy in that movie. I feel like possibly, I don't know. I could be talking on my ass, but I feel like that might be right. Anyways, not a great movie, but Hey, what are you going to do? He got, you know, made a lot of money. Okay. Number eight. This was very good. This was Robin Williams at his best. A Walt Disney Studio motion picture. Aladdin. Very, very popular. Made a ton of money. Number eight in the year 1993. Not sure that he should have uh, done a remake with Will Smith, but hey, whatever. The first one was great. Aladdin. Number eight in 1993. Number seven. Another great one. Clint Eastwood. And John Malkovich in the line of fire. Great movie. Great, great movie. And made a lot of money. In the line of fire. The guy's going to assassinate the president. If I. What would be funny is if I'm just like completely wrong on one of these and everybody. Hey, please feel free to call me out because I'm seeing these for the first time. If memory serves, it's Clint Eastwood, John Malkovich, and. John Malkovich trying to assassinate the president. <clears throat> Excuse me. If memory serves. If I'm wrong, please, please give me shit because that's embarrassing. But pretty sure that's what, what that one's about. And I saw it, but it was just a really long time ago. Unless I'm thinking of something else. But, again, uh, I remember seeing it and it was, it was really good. So, Clint Eastwood. Pretty good chance it's going to be a good movie. So let's go to number six. This one, not so much, but a very intriguing storyline. A very, uh, a big cast. A little Robert Redford, Woody Harrelson, Demi Moore action. Indecent Proposal. Number six in the year 1993. I will pay you this much money if you let me bang your wife. One of life's biggest conundrums. I'm just kidding. I don't know. It's stupid, but, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> it is, but you know, the title, sir, the title's right. It is an indecent proposal. It's, it's not a decent proposal. It's just a shitty proposal. It's horrible. So, um, that was number six for the whole year. Indecent proposal. Number five. Great movie. <clears throat> Still, uh, I think a lot of people that are younger probably know what it is cause they replayed all the time. Robin Williams, Robin Williams, big year, Aladdin and Mrs. Doubtfire, number five movie of the entire year. Uh, quick synopsis. He gets his kids taken from him. Sally Fields, the wife, he loses custody that she take and he misses them so much that he wears, goes into drag, gets makeup, pretends he's a house sitter or house sitter, whatever, maid, whatever the hell it is. And whips up an accent just so he can be around his kids and voila there you go you got a you got a blockbuster so it's very good he's great in that it makes it funny 
kind of, I mean, if I remember right though, it kind of stressed me out. Like the, you know, he's like in the restaurant, he's got to change and do all this shit back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Kind of like stressed me out, but either way, good movie. Very good movie. That was number five. Now, number four, <clears throat> we've got Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Rosie O'Donnell as the friend of, oh, come on, girl, do it, do it, do it. Go fall in love. <laughs> Whatever. We've got Sleepless in Seattle at number four. Another very good movie with a big cast. I think it was a good movie. I think it was like 70%, something like that. It's not that bad. I uh, never really got into it, but I know that it's super popular, and I know that uh, I could be completely off. I feel like it was maybe like a 72%, something like that, which isn't uh, like amazing, but it's obviously above average. So, Sleepless in Seattle, number four. Number three, another great one. Another great one. We got more Tom Cruise action and Gene Hack Gene Hackman in this one. We got The Firm. Kick-ass movie. The Firm. Number three. Um, I've seen it. I'm not going to try to give a big synopsis on it because it's been a while. All I do, all I remember is being like, this is really good. But I'm not a super huge movie guy. If it's something I'm going to watch over and over and over and over, chances are it's funny. I just remember being like, this is a damn good movie, and I love, uh, you know, thrillers, whatever, a whodunit. I love uh, <clears throat> movies like that, and this one, um, I just remember watching, and it's a great movie. It's one of those where they slowly start, just keep peeling back that onion, and then, and then you see more and more and more, and then it's like, holy shit. Who doesn't like a movie like that? Okay. Number two. A remake of the television show from back in the day. I remember this one being super duper popular. I don't even know if I ever saw it. But I know it made a shit ton of money and it was really good. The Fugitive. Harrison Ford. Tommy Lee Jones. Number two. That year. I remember it was very, 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 very popular. Man, this is a really good year for movies. Gosh, can you, I just don't see, I can't, be, okay, this is where music, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's always this lopsided, but, the okay, the number seven song of 1993 was by Shy, the number seven movie in 1993 was, had Clint Eastwood and John Malkovich, hello, good lord, what are we doing, good year for movies, though, let's, let's, let's stay positive, and number one, uh, I was thinking this came out later than it. Maybe I'm thinking of the sequel or something. Jurassic Park. Number one in 93. Jurassic Park. Never got any of those movies. I don't even, I never really, I think there's like one out of all of them that I ever watched. That just shows how uh, good I Because uh, a lot of these. Uh... Yeah, no, I've seen most of them, but but I'm just saying, even if I haven't seen it, I respect a good movie, even if I'm not interested in it. It's like sports. I want all sports to do good, do well, be popular. You're, ne I, I, I couldn't watch hockey for more than thirty seconds, so I want to change it. But I hope hockey is successful, and I want it, I want it to succeed. Stuff like that. I, I, I know it's good. I know a lot of people like it. I, I just don't like Jurassic Park. Good for you. Good movie. Made a shit ton of money. I just, I don't care about watching dinosaurs chasing people. So. The OLIs, 
Oh, we got some good ones. Free Willy was 11. Groundhog Day was 12. Dave, 13. Rising Sun, 14. Sin of a Woman, 15. And I'll stay there. I'll leave it there. But uh, Yeah, 93. Great, great year for movies. I don't know. <clears throat> movies, I'll put that over under literally like either a half or one and a half. Like if she gets like one or maybe two, I'll give her I'll I'll give it to her because it's really hard to pinpoint movies in the year. However, TV shows that'll be the highest one. That'll be the highest over under I put. And music, I don't think she'll get any of those. She might get like the artist on a couple of them, but we'll see. But we'll work all that out in the next episode, part 2, like I said. Part 2, we will go over the over/unders, we will go over our wager and then it is game time. It is show time. It is on. I will let her, maybe we'll do something where I'll give her like three choices for my punishment if I lose. And I'll give three if she loses. And we'll we'll pick one and we'll go from there. Next episode will be a lot of fun. But I was just going through, this episode is all about naming all these uh, wonderful things from 1993 and letting you know what's going to be going on in the next episode. I think I am sh- okay. I haven't looked at this until tonight. I am shocked at how shitty the music was in 93. Shocked, I say. Shocked. TV movies were were good, just fine. Music yipes. Unbelievable. How shitty. I mean, I always knew it was shitty when I was in the 90s when I was growing up, but this just, oh my. And I'm like scrolling down past the top 10. They're all just, ugh. Holy cow. It's making me want to throw up in my mouth. Sorry, I'm just looking. Goodness gracious. Okay. So that's very surprising. But, anywho hope you enjoyed this episode make sure you catch part two monday evening it will be put out should be a lot of fun again find me me i say it every time i mean the podcast jheath2286.podbean.com everything's there the website not going to talk about it till it's done anymore but when it is done it will have all the links to x at HeathBarn22, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. It's all welcome to HeathBarn, at HeathBarn for TikTok. But the username, it's all welcome to HeathBarn. Facebook, John Heath. That's my personal account. Thank you for listening. Get a shirt, get decals. We'll ship them to you. Message me. We'll get all that taken care of. Thank you for listening. Let's keep this thing going. Excited for the next episode. And that's that.